On this episode, we're talking about managing our careers and ourselves during unpredictable times. My name is Lou Blazer. You're listening to Seven Breaks. This is episode 133. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Second Breaks, a show where we talk about how to stay resilient, how to stay relevant and thrive in an evolving economy, no matter if we're on our second, third or fourth career. I'm Lou Blazer, your sidekick. And today we get curious about unpredictability. How can we manage ourselves and our careers during times when there's little that we can control or there's very little that we can be certain of? Now, why does this matter? Why are we even talking about this? As I record this, and uh, today is what, June 9th, 2020, clearly we are in one of those super unpredictable times. 2020 is certainly living up to being one of the most memorable and consequential years. We started the year with promise, with a relatively stable economy and reduced unemployment, at least here in the U.S., We had a clear idea about what the future of work will bring. I mean, we knew what was coming and we knew what we needed to do. We may have been slow in getting prepared, generally speaking, but we were getting to it, right? Then comes the pandemic. The economy shuts down across the globe, across all kinds of industries. Massive unemployment ensues. Businesses were caught flat-footed. Everybody went scrambling. And even now, as we are trying to reboot the system, people are simply trying different things to see what might work because really there is no recipe for this. There's no blueprint. This is all new. No one's gone through this before. And so, you know, we're just trying different things. And then a sustained civil unrest erupts here in the U.S. and all bets are off. So clearly, unpredictability is the name of the 2020 game, and we are getting real just-in-time training on how to manage ourselves, how to manage our teams, and our careers during unpredictable and super uncertain times. And so the question is, are we simply in the blind here? Are we just going to be groping in the dark? As my guest today, leadership coach Ainsley Tanner says, there may not be a blueprint, but there is a framework that we can use to help us navigate these waters. Ainsley is a certified leadership coach with a focus on vertical development. She works one-on-one with high achievers and high performers to help them become more conscious leaders. I recently chatted with Ainsley to talk about what she has seen work during times of sustained unpredictability. What can we do? What models, if any, can we use to guide our decisions and actions? I'm so pleased to have had that chat with her. I learned a lot. I took down a lot of notes. And so grab onto your pens or visit secondbreaks.com forward slash podcast for the show notes and highlights of this conversation. Okie dokie. Let me step out of the way. Here's Ainsley. And we start our conversation with the question around focus, whether we should be looking for opportunities to grow our careers during this time, or should we be focused on sustainability, on survival, on staying on the boat? I think I first want to just start by acknowledging that um, 
just the diversity of perspectives that are going to be around this topic, right? Everyone's going to be in a different situation. Um, so there's there's nothing I can say from from where I sit that's going to be necessarily perfectly relevant for for everyone else, right? I have to say I'm very privileged at the moment. You know, sitting here, I'm healthy. I have a fridge full of food. Um, yes, my business has been affected by the recession we're facing. Um, but I still have money coming in. So all of these things are going to affect the perspective I take here. So I just want to acknowledge that. Um, that said, uh, if it's useful, what I'd offer is this, that anything's possible. And the question is, are you willing to go after it? I love something that's inspired me a lot throughout my life is um, <laughs> this quote from the, the hockey star Wayne Gretzky. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And so we are, you're absolutely right. These are uncharted waters. So there is no blueprint here. So are you willing to try stuff? Are you willing to say, actually, if I want career growth right now, am I willing to put my hand up for that project? Am I willing to have that conversation with that person that might be able to connect me you know, with that opportunity? Am I willing to do that? Um, and likewise, equally valid is to say, you know what? I've been, I am just struggling to keep my head above water right now. The best I can hope for is just to make it through the day, to take care of myself, take care of my family, just health and well-being the best I can, keep making making ends meet. Maybe that's that's the best thing for where you're at right now. So I can't say that I have the blueprint because there is none for this this unprecedented situation we're in. Um, but I would I would offer people, you know, what is it? Um, what is it that you feel like? you want right now and are you willing to go after it yeah when you think about uncertainty is there have you seen or do you use a particular sort of framework or process that you sort of apply to yourself or uh or with with your clients when it comes to dealing with uncertainty or uncertain times Absolutely. Okay. So I said, I said, there's no blueprint, right? But there, there are, <laughs> luckily, there are folks out there who operate um, in the realm of uh, complexity theory and systems thinking and so forth. So, so there are actually tools we can use. And like you said, frameworks that can support us, at least in navigating these challenging times. Um, one of the ones that I love is called Kinevin. And it's, <laughs> it's a Welsh word. So it's spelled funny. C-Y-N-E- F-I-N, but it's from David Snowden of Cognitive Edge. Um, now, it's it's a complex model. I won't go into it all here. Okay, so on the show notes, I've put a link to an uh, HBR, a Harvard Business Review article and reference material for the Kinevin framework. It's written as a leader's framework for decision making, and certainly it applies to leaders of all kinds, in any capacity. But as we are leaders of our own lives and careers, this most certainly applies to us individually. This Kinevin framework makes the distinction between things that are predictable and things that are unpredictable. Okay. And when we're talking about things that are predictable, we're talking about cause and effect can be known in advance. So we don't just mean things that are easy, like, oh, I know that uh, if I want to <laughs> saute some onions, then I need to slice the onions real thin, pour fat in the pan. And, and you know, like a, a recipe is like a very simple kind of predictable thing. If you follow the steps, you get a certain outcome. But there are plenty of very hard things that are predictable as well, right? Aerospace engineering, if you want to get a rock into space... <laughs> 
right? The cause and effect is known in advance. It might take you years of training and experience and, you know, you have to build up lots of expertise to know how to do it, but it is knowable. There is a way to break through <laughs> the atmosphere and <laughs> put a rocket in space. Um, in that kind of scenario, so actually yeah. has to, it has to be predictable because otherwise... Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people are going to die. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Or heart surgery, right? Like not anybody can do it, but there is a way. <laughs> you want the surgeon to know the way to do it well, right? So there, there are certain things where cause and effect can be known in advance, right? So those fall into the predictable realm. However, as we're seeing nowadays, more and more things are falling into the unpredictable realm. And this is where cause and effect just cannot be known in advance, right? We're only going to be able to tell, connect the dots in hindsight. Um, so this means that the way that we want to operate is very different in these two realms, right? When we're doing something um, that's predictable, it's really worthwhile trying to seek out, um, you know, what is the right answer, right? I really want to narrow my focus, hone in on what really works, follow best practice, good practice, listen to the experts, right? Or build up my own expertise. This can all serve us really well in the predictable realm. And we can really think through a problem in our heads in advance, um, come up with, yeah, I think, I think that'll work. That's, you know, that, um, that's a fail safe approach. Let's do that. That works well in the predictable realm. Unpredictable realm. Okay. We're talking about, you know, facing the, um, the pandemic, you know, so much unpredictability there. Um, raising children. <laughs> Sorry, there's, there's no guarantee. <laughs> Every child's unique. You know, basically anything with, with people, you know, so leadership, leading culture change. You're in the unpredictable realm here because there are just too many variables. We cannot understand how they're all going to interact in advance. We're only going to know what works in hindsight. So here, we don't want to go narrow. We don't want to ask what's the right thing because you can't know in advance. We want to go broad. We want to go broad. We want to try things. We want to uh, do what's called safe to fail experience, uh, experiments. We want to nudge the system and see how did it respond? Did that work? Did disciplining my kid in this way work? Or is that, that not something I want to repeat again? Right. We're going to learn from each experience. And in hindsight, we'll be able to look back and say, OK, there's a pattern here. There's a pattern here. This is what I think is working. Right. So it's it's really useful, I think, to distinguish between are we are we talking about something that falls in the predictable realm or are we talking about something that falls in the unpredictable? And if we're talking about navigating our career in this time, I think you'll agree with me. It falls in that unpredictable realm. When we are dealing with unpredictable things, does that mean we withhold um, decisions or we withhold making up our minds about something? Meaning, do we stay in this? you know, undecided, uncommitted phase for as long as we can? Okay, great question. And I actually, I see a lot of people uh, getting stuck here because of this. So in the, in the predictable realm, we, we can seek out answers, right? We can seek out things that give us the clues that say, yep, you're heading towards the right solution. Um, and so, so you can know you're on the right track, right? It's not the case in the unpredictable realm. Here we can really get stuck in analysis paralysis if we try to sort through what's the right what's the right thing to do here. And I would I would advise anybody listening, if you're asking the question, what's the right thing to do here? This is it's a very un, anti-helpful question in unpredictability. For, and I think for two reasons, <laughs> kind of insidious and baked in into, into this question. One, it implies that there's a single right answer. And two, that it's knowable in advance. And it's just not true. 
it's just not true when it's unpredictable. So here's the thing. I come back to those safe to fail experiments. Okay. So you don't need to take off more than you can chew, but can you try something to give yourself some data, (laughs) right? Can you take a step? Can you try a project? Can you put your hand up for that assignment? Can you speak to that person? Can you talk to a mentor? Can you um, call up a friend? Uh, Can you collect information and try some things, put some, you know, plant some seeds out there and see what grows, right? Um, It's going to be a surprise. (laughs) That's the thing. It's unpredictable. It's going to be a surprise to see what grows. Um, But you might get some great surprises in there if you're willing to try some stuff, right? So my encouragement would be rather than getting stuck in that analysis paralysis or trying to seek out the quote unquote right answer, try something. Try something, give yourself some more data, push against the system. Yeah, see what comes up and use that to inform your next steps. In trying something, it doesn't mean that, um, and I'm asking this primarily for myself because I fall into this trap all the time, is that um, by trying something, it doesn't necessarily mean that I've picked the right path but but that i'm just saying i'm trying this out i don't know if this is going to be if this is going to work if this is going to be the right thing up at the end of the day exactly exactly and that's the muscle to build right that's the muscle to build can i take action when i'm not guaranteed the outcome right but can i take it with the intention of learning with the intention of you know experimenting essentially and and seeing what's the result of that experiment Right. So some more useful questions rather than trying to seek out what's the right, right thing. We might ask ourselves right now, because so much has changed. What do I want? What's important to me right now? What's calling to me? What's possible? What might I try? Right. Um, These these what am I curious about or interested in? These are the kinds of questions that can open up more possibility, help us go broader right? Because that's what we need to do in unpredictability. Go broad, plant some seeds, you know, wildly out in the field and see, <laughs> you know, did I like that? Do I want to repeat that? D- does that seem to go in the, in the right direction? In the world of complexity, they talk about, you know, what can you amplify or dampen, right? If, if something's looking really good, okay, you want to amplify that, do more of that. And if it's not working out so well, then maybe you want to dampen it. Maybe you want to try a different experiment. I mean, to some degree, if you are a business owner, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're if you're a, you know a self-employed or freelancer, that you have a little bit more control, if you want to use that word, or leeway or, or or freedom to try different things, because after all, you're self-employed and you are the master of your own domain <laughs> to some degree. Mm-hmm. But when you are part of a corporation, part of an entity, part of an organization, obviously there are constraints about how quote-unquote free or freewheeling you can be but I would venture that you would think that even within the constraints of within an organization or a corporation that there are certain things that we can do to try things out because um, the path forward isn't clear for a lot of companies right now so you could very easily uh, raise your hand volunteer participate in a conversation about something things like that right so within a corporation within an organization you can still be testing things out totally second that and it, the, the question again is what's possible right what is possible within the given constraints what where i'm at right now um, with what feels 
safe enough for me. Cause like I said, those experiments are not like, you know, experiments that are meant to freak you out. It's safe to fail. It's like, I can try this and it's okay if it doesn't work out. Right. Who's the person I can, you know, reach out to, even if it seems like a bit, bit of a stretch, but even if they don't say yes, you know, to meeting with me, um, I'm no worse off than I am now. So there's, there's not a lot at risk. So, um, yeah, what, what are those kind of safe to fail things that I can try in my current environment? I'd also encourage people, you know, if you're feeling like you're in a really tough spot, a question that can be useful to to help you break out is, is considering what's the story I'd like to be able to tell about how I handled this, right? Like I, I like to future pace myself to like a future interview and think, okay, if they were to ask me that question about how you handled a challenge in the past or something, you know, I like to use that for inspiration. You know, what's the story I'd like to be able to tell? I like that also because of a different sort of application. Speaking personally, for example, I tend to be very results oriented. This is something that I've been working on for a couple of years now to to uh, because what happens is that, you know, I I set my sights on a, a, a specific target outcome. And then when I don't get that outcome, I get so frustrated and disappointed and I know this is not this is the time that is going to be ripe for me for frustration if I if I go about you know if I go about things that way, and so um, by by thinking in terms of and I don't know tell me if I'm applying what you said correctly but like if I were to say how would I, how would I want to be able to uh, reflect on what I've done so less about what is the result of my action and more about did I take action or what actions did I take because that's the story I want to be able to tell as opposed to well the result is xyz right right I love it I love where you're going with this absolutely what you're talking about is how are you defining success for yourself right is it something that's outside of your control such as the outcome in an unpredictable situation, right? You're setting yourself up for a world of hurt. Exactly. <laughs> or are you focused on the things you can control? Your inputs, right? What are the seeds I planted? What are the things I tried? What are the lessons I learned, right? Um, and and there's there's so much wonderful, wonderful stuff in there, right? Like regardless of the outcome, how much you might grow, what you might learn, the connections you might make right? That'll make you a better leader, going to make you better in your role going forward. It's so much wisdom you're going to collect from having been willing to go there, right? But it doesn't have to, the outcome doesn't have to be the only way you measure your success, right? Um, so yeah, I think, and, and I hope that by sharing this model, this framework of predictability and unpredictability, that it'll help people give themselves permission to recognize, oh, thank goodness. Okay. It's just not in my control. There is no way, no amount of expertise that would allow me to predict what's going to happen here. It's just, you can't, you can't. So, and that's okay. We'll get back to Ainsley after the short break. I want to tell you a little bit about Briefing Notes, the sister newsletter of this podcast. Now, first, let me tell you what it's not. It's not an email that announces new podcast episodes or new blog posts. Nobody needs that. And it's not an email where I share my personal experiences or thoughts of the day or I, where I pontificate about something. Nope. <laughs> Briefing Notes is a digital publication. 
It's a weekly digest of information that will help you make sense of this evolving economy. It aims to make it easier for you to make decisions about your career, spot opportunities, and thrive in your work and in your life. And it does this by serving you with researched and carefully curated information from all mediums, written, audio, video, and from various sources, books, research studies, newspapers, magazines, blogs, and so on. It covers a wide range of topics that are relevant to experienced professionals like you. Topics like resilience, longevity, the future of work, and relevance in an evolving economy. And it is delivered digitally in your inbox every Sunday in a nice compact format that's easy on the eyes so you can browse quickly or dive into a specific topic of interest. Briefing notes is free, so I encourage you to subscribe. Simply go to secondbreaks.com forward slash newsletter to sign up. Okie dokie, let's get back to my conversation with Kinsley. Well, so here's a practical, a one practical application, I think, of, of, of predictability and, and non-predictability. Uh, networking, right? So networking, making connections, those things have always been important. Um, and I would say that it's even more important now to be nurturing and building connections and making connections with people. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things where the, if I reach out to you, um, the, the only thing I can control there is how I reach out to you. I can't really, I can't really anticipate, I can hope, but you know, I can't anticipate or I can't, you know, bank on the fact that you're going to reciprocate. And I know because this is uh, tough for people. It's it's tough for people to reach out to begin with, right? And so it's even tougher tougher when you have to sort of understand that you know you reach out, but you it, it's not a guaranteed sort of successful connection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's something I'm seeing on LinkedIn. Uh, for a while now that I wanted to bounce off you and then maybe we could talk also about maybe this could lead into sort of what what are if I could use the word best practices in terms of reaching out but there's there's the there's the one sort of uh, point of view or advice going around that says well now is the time to reach out to people because everybody's in the same boat we're all experiencing the same thing this is globally applying no matter what you do, no matter your situation, right? So now is the best time to reach out to people and network. But then there's also this other voice, a set of voices that I'm hearing that it's basic, they're basically saying, oh my God, there's like a an increased number of people reaching out to me, making connections, and I don't have the time. And so um, I guess I wanted to just bounce off, bounce off mm. you that sort of thing that's happening and kind of see what yeah. you think about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's complex. I'll say that, right? It falls into the unpredictable realm. Absolutely. Um, I absolutely second what you're saying that um, this is, we are so well served by not operating in isolation, right? It is a, we need others, right? In order to thrive. We're a social species. So on so many levels, <laughs> we benefit from being connected to others. So I think networking is absolutely important. Absolutely. And I think it's absolutely unpredictable. <laughs> As you've said, you know, you're not guaranteed the result. So are you willing, are you able to take action, even though you're not guaranteed 
what the outcome is going to be? Is that something you're willing to do anyway? Can you ask yourself not, is this going to get me this result, but what's possible, right? What do I want? Is this something that I want to try? And, and I think part of the way we get stuck here is because one, that measurement of success being, you know, can I control the outcome, which we can't in this, in this circumstance. Um, but also it's that how do we navigate those competing perspectives, right? Like you said, some are saying it's a great time. You know, you probably have a really high likelihood of getting in touch with people and others are saying, leave people alone. This is terrible timing. (laughs) How, so, so here's the thing. And this is why our own continued growth, not only just in our careers, but for our personal development is so important because while it's great to have a board of directors around us, right. And people, you know, in real life and online that we can, you know, hear from and get diverse perspectives from. That's a wonderful thing. The question still comes back to each of us. Who's the chairman of that board? And who's ultimately going to make the decision when when perspectives around the board are getting you know heated and conflicting? Who's the one who's going to make the call that says, here's the decision. Here's how we're moving forward. Yes, I acknowledge your perspective. I hear it. And here's what I'm deciding. And that's part of our developmental process is to be able to grow to the point where we can own that chairmanship and say, interesting, okay, there's no way I'm going to please everyone. Everyone's going to have a different perspective on this, but here's what I think and I feel good about it. And I'm going to act on this, right? This is what's going to guide me going forward. Have you changed the way that you've network, been networking ever since um, the, the crisis, the pandemic happened? Yes. Uh, well, I, since I've started my business, really, it's been because it's been a huge unpredictability exercise and like trying to grow a business out of nothing. Um, and I would say I've become much bolder. Yes, I if there's somebody I want to reach out to, I do. I'll, I'll give you um, actually just last week. I reached out to, so I, I work in the leadership coaching field. There's a big name in, in the field of adult development, um, that, which is what the research domain is called um, for the kind of work that I do. I reached out to one of the very big names in this field, mm-hmm. Suzanne Kogreuter. Sent her a message saying, hey, I heard you were working on this piece of research um, related to the neuroscience of development. I was like, oh, geeking out. I'm like, I want to know more about this. Do you have a paper you could send me? You know, okay, here's here's a woman who, you know, she's renowned in the field. She's, you know, incredibly busy. And I sent her an email because I found her email address. I sent her an email and she wrote back to me within four hours. Here's the paper. Oh my goodness. And I was, oh my goodness. Right now I'll tell you another case. Um, you know, uh, years ago, uh, I reached out to Amy Cuddy. Another, another big name. She wrote the book Presence, um, but she had been going through a hard time. Um, she'd gotten a lot of flack for, for some of her research. She was getting a lot of criticism right in the field. And I reached out to her to, to let her know that, you know, I still really appreciated her work and so forth and never heard back. Never heard back. Do I regret that I sent that message? No, not at all. Right. But I wasn't guaranteed a response, but I felt good about reaching out anyway. Right. Um, and sometimes you get surprised. Like I got that research paper just right in my inbox. I was like, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Right. So you never know. You never know. And so I've just become much, much bolder. And I still have self-talk. I'll tell you, you know, each time I think about, ooh, 
you know, that person's probably busy or, you know, like the, the, <laughs> they probably don't have time for me. You know, these kinds of like gremlins creep into my thinking. And I just think, you know what, what's the worst that could happen? I'm in the same situation I am right now. We're not conversing. We're not <laughs> in contact. We're <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, so I've gotten to the point where I just think, you know what, this is calling to me. I feel like I have something I want to reach out to them and say, I'm going to do it. I think there's a connotation that when you, when you network, is that you're looking for a job or you're looking for an opening, right? Right. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? It doesn't, networking doesn't have to be making an ask. In fact, if, especially if it's your first reach out, probably better off if it's not. <laughs> probably if it's better off making an offer, right? Or, you know, offering some human connection, um, you know, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, for, for a couple of reasons. I think there's, there's the pressure we put on ourselves, um, around, you know, the outcomes we were discussing before, but I think also sometimes we struggle with this idea of, am I going to look weak? Like, shouldn't I be able to handle this all on my own? Like, I'm not going to ask for help. This is something I've personally, like, it was a big battle for me to overcome my not asking for help syndrome. Um, (laughs) but the thing is we are so much more powerful together, right? I'm not saying that you don't have agency, that you can't achieve a lot on your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're very capable. And you never know who might be able to put you right in touch with the right opportunity at the right time, right? If you're just in touch with them, if you just let them know, hey, you know, I'm curious about this right now. I'm not even actively looking. You know, I'm just, I'm curious about this. I'd love to hear what's going on in your field right now. I'm sure the world's turned upside down. What's what's new? That's a good one. What's happening? Uh, what's happening in your industry or what's happening in your world? Um, the other thing is the one that you, your example, which is like a lot of people are sharing their, uh, maybe a post that they've written, an article that they've written on LinkedIn or, or something like that. And you would just say, hey, I read your piece. I thought this was good. You know, and anything like that, that makes an initial connection, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it could be, you know. Sharing a compliment, some appreciation, some human connection, you know, reaching out and yeah, just easy questions we can ask right now. How are you? (laughs) Because with everything going on, how are you right now Um, can be a great opener. Um, And yeah, certainly what's what's changing? What are you noticing? What are you let's get together and bounce some ideas around. I'm curious to hear where do you think it's going to go? Here's where I think things are going. Yeah. I read this piece earlier, early in the year, and I can't remember off the top of my head the name of the author, but I'm going to put it on the show notes. But she talked about this practice called loose touch. Right. So that article that I was referring to was called An Introvert's Guide to Networking. And it's actually an excerpt from the book, Taking the Work Out of Networking, written by Karen Wicker. I confess I'm dinging myself on the head. How could I possibly forget that title? I read that book and loved it. Anyway, I've put a link to the article and the book in the show notes. And she was saying how when you connect with people, you you don't ask for a coffee date or don't ask to meet on Skype or anything. Just say hi. Hey, Ainsley, and chat with you in a while. How are you doing? Just want to say hi. So just like that. So she called it loose touch. So I said, hey, I like this practice, right? So I committed to do that the entire year. And then coronavirus hit. And you know what? It's actually worked so well for me because it makes total sense for me. Every week, I have a list of people, and it's like two or three every week, that I just send a short text or a short LinkedIn message to, and I just say, hey, you know, the world's going crazy. Just wanted to say hi, see how you're doing. No ask, 
There is no request for anything. Just say hi. Yes, exactly. That is beautiful on so many levels because you're just connecting on that basic human level, right? And and guess what? Side benefit, you're top of mind for them. You've just made yourself top of mind. So now when they maybe do have a need <laughs> or they do have time, right. then guess what? They may, they may very well reach out and reciprocate and say, hey, actually, I would love to connect. Hey, yeah, let's catch up and exchange how we're navigating this. Yeah. Uh, Ainsley, talk a little bit about what you do, because I think things why your work has evolved a little bit since the last time we chatted. So can you talk a little bit about what you do nowadays? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really focused on serving in the capacity as a leadership coach right now. Um, And actually, funnily enough, with coronavirus hitting and so forth, um, I have made a little bit of a pivot uh, just in the last couple of months. So instead of just running my own business, I'm now collaborating with a collective of coaches. um, And we are serving organizations on a larger scale because we're collaborating together. So um, I'm really excited about this because um, it means that, yeah, we can have a larger impact on more people by collaborating together instead of me and my limited time and my limited capacity um, and how many people I can serve that way. So it's been great to actually, um, as challenging as this time is, to have those close connections with colleagues Mm -hmm. because running a business can be so lonely. So having these collaboration partners and um, and going into organizations and serving on a bigger scale has been really really wonderful. Fundamentally, it hasn't. Uh, what hasn't changed is um, I still am supporting people in their growth, um, supporting people to develop, um, so that they have more options and feel more agile, um, no matter what they face, um, so they can be more effective. I know that over the last few months, I've seen the things that you've written and posted on LinkedIn, and the, and and you've been talking quite a bit about pre-COVID, pre-virus, you've been talking about uh, training and getting ourselves um, really prepared for the future of work. Well, now the the future of work is now the new future of work. But like you've been talking about that. Can you you share a little bit about your perspective on, on that and where you see either where you see the opportunities are, where you see that we may be lagging? I think in a lot of ways, um, as catastrophic as COVID has been, it's woken people up. It's woken people up to the fact that the world is changing and it's not changing in a linear fashion. It's changing exponentially. It's getting faster and faster. So um, today is not the same as yesterday and we cannot predict tomorrow. It's going to be even different, more different. Right. Um, So in the past, I kind of felt like I had to almost kind of like cajole people into, you know, VUCA, VUCA, you know, like volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, like this kind of term, like it's, it's coming, it's coming. We need to prepare ourselves for this. Like, please, like, <laughs> and now it's like hit everyone across the head, right? <laughs> okay. Now it's here. This is what we've been talking about. <laughs> so now everybody has a very firsthand personal experience of what it's like to be in a world that's unpredictable and changing rapidly. And um, yeah cause and effect um, cannot be known in advance, et cetera. So what I think is more important than perhaps ever is that we really take ownership of our own learning and development journeys, our own career paths, um, because the days of one job for the rest of our lives, you know, until retirement, it's gone. It's gone. Technology is changing so rapidly. I, I read in the World Economic Forum, uh, they had a post that predicted 
that like 70, uh, no, what was it? Almost 70% of kids going to school today into primary school uh, are going to be in jobs that don't even exist yet, right? Like, so how do you prepare people for that, right? You just need to be agile, right? You just need to be constantly learning. You need to be constantly growing. You need to be curious. You need to be willing to change and to be developing those capacities that enable you to be agile, right? Not just get stuck and say, no, this is what I know. This is what I, this is, this is my area of expertise. Like, this is it. I want (laughs) to, it's like, no, you know, we have to be willing to, to adapt and change. Technology changes, the world changes, the economy changes. And, and if we don't change with it, we're going to be in a world of hurt. (laughs) One last question, Uh, Ainsley, given all this uncertainty and unpredictability, um, what are what are the kinds of things that you are hopeful for or you're looking forward to? We were discussing before this, you know, that it, sometimes it feels like it could go either way. Like this could be disastrous <laughs> or, or, you know, maybe maybe things could uh, grow to become even better after this. And that's I'd say that's where on my good days, you know, through all of these challenges, that's where I'm leaning is into I'm hopeful that facing these challenges and having these challenges be so present for so many of us, so front of mind, that we are going to evolve, that we are going to grow, come together and solve these things um, to make the world more inclusive, more sustainable, um, more equitable, um, that it's going to become even better. Evolution is a messy process. It never comes in a straight line. (laughs) Um, And so we we may see some horrible things absolutely on the way, on the journey to get there. But I am hopeful that in the broad scheme of things, we're heading in the right direction. Uh, Ainsley, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Can you tell us where we can find you online? So at AinsleyTainer.com, that's my personal um, website where I do my individual coaching and my new uh, website with my coaching collaborative where we're supporting uh, organizations is called SpringLeadership.com. I think you're active on LinkedIn, right? You're pretty much active on LinkedIn, right? Uh, here, and I've got a tip for you. I would love for people to come and, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Please personalize the message. <laughs> because because when, when strangers, I personally, that's one of the things I do to screen. So if that offers any insight into some people's perspectives on LinkedIn, if you send a generic message and I don't know you, then it's like, well, why are you reaching out? I don't know. You know, are you going <laughs> to harass me or like what? At the very least say, oh, I heard your interview at, you know, so, you know, at the Second Breaks podcast or put context and say, like, yeah. Exactly. A little personal note would be appreciated. Yeah. But yeah, on LinkedIn, very active. Well, Ainsley, this has been fantastic. I love chatting with you, as you know. So thank you so much for spending some time with me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you found this conversation with Ainsley Tanner helpful for the show notes, the links, and the highlights of this episode. Head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or like listening to this podcast, please share it with your friends. Tell them that you like this episode or that you listen to this podcast regularly. They're going to thank you for it. And so will I, because it helps tremendously when you help spread the word. Next week, I wrap up season three. Now, all season, we have been exploring the topic of career continuity and resilience from different angles and within the context of the pandemic. I hope you'll join me next week as I share my own reflections and key insights that I've gained through this exploration. If you haven't yet, now is a good time to subscribe to the podcast using whatever app it is that you're using right now to listen to this episode. Or if you happen to be listening to this on the website, right around the audio player, you'll see some options for podcast apps as well. Okie dokie. 
I'll be back next week. Until then, stay safe and keep on making you that, my friend. Cool beans.